Welcome to Exodus, California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus, California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Welcome to Exodus, California, moving to Tennessee. I am your host, Joanne Kraft, and I am here with my co-host and husband, Paul Kraft. Hey, y'all. Well, today we are really kind of celebrating a special day. It is, <laughs> are you going to laugh? Just laugh. It is season two. And on this season, <laughs> will Jess and Jack get married? <laughs> will the baby be healthy? Will we ever see Bobby again? Stop. This and more. Don't make fun of this. So um, as many of you know, my husband loves doing podcasts with me. And so this is season two. Uh, This is episode 10. And we're titling this one, loosely titling this one, Great Expectations About Tennessee. And if you're looking for episodes one through nine of season two, I'm not sure where they went. They're not. one One of nine is season one. So it shouldn't be season two, episode one? Oh, you're right. It should be. No, but that's not how they do it. It's episode 10. They do. No. Go look tell- on Netflix. I, this isn't net- We're not doing a show. We're not doing a video. But even so. This is a. This is an audio. I don't know. Then why it- have season two? Episode- why not just go right into episode 10? Why oh, have season two? This is what I deal with every day. So it's just in the podcast rules. Podcast rules. So we are in the year 2021 and we have survived quite a year. We are grateful to be living in Tennessee uh, with all of the craziness that's gone on. And we're going to be talking about uh, real estate today. Is there anything you'd like to say, dear, to help get us caught up? Uh, No, I think we're doing good. Okay. One of the things that we seem to see very often with Californians that have listened to our podcast, and thank you very much for listening. We're yes, very, thank you. We're very grateful. And uh, surprised. I have no idea why anybody listens to this thing. And just to get off track, as we usually do, do you know we even have 16-year-old kids in high school listening to this podcast? As punishment? N- no. One of our clients that's coming out, their son actually listens. He is apparently the Alex Keaton of his town. You remember that show, Family Ties? I do. When I was younger, I was Alex P. Keaton of our family. That's right. And so um, thank you, everybody, for listening. But one of the things we notice when people reach out to us to help them find their home in Tennessee is... They have these great expectations about Tennessee. And then they start doing a little digging about the real estate market here. And then they sometimes they get discouraged. Sometimes uh, it's just it's just kind of I wanted a podcast where we could actually give this to them and they could understand what's going on out here. Because a lot of what I hear John on the phone doing is talking people into the right attitude of what to expect when they get here. Because you know, I kind of equate it to, you know, flying an airplane, you know, people that call us are on one trajectory thinking they're going to get to point A. And Dren's job is just to steer the plane to the right spot so that they get to where they want to be. It's just not going to be the exact route they thought they were going to take. Yeah. And so what I want to do is I want to be able to encourage you with information. And so, you know, Tennessee, even for us back almost nine years ago when we moved here, there were things that surprised me about prices. I remember looking for rentals when we first moved here and I thought, what? 
you've got to be kidding me. I thought it would be a lot cheaper than this. And so this is really what people are seeing on a new home or not even existing home uh, scale, wouldn't you say? And it, when it took us longer than we thought it would, when we first got here, we just booked a hotel. We figured we'd be in a hotel for a couple of days, no problem finding a rental. Uh, this would be easy and quick and, you know, no sweat. And nine days later, we were still in a hotel. So uh, again, one of the things we want to talk about on this podcast is setting expectations and having plans in place. What we wanted to do with you today is give three kind of bullet points about having expectations, having realistic expectations about the state of Tennessee and where you want to move. The first thing we want you to do is be informed. So that's your first bullet point. Uh, Many of you are already looking at Zillow and Realtor.com and Redfin. And while they are great resources to give you information, what they aren't is uh, spot on when it comes to timing. Uh, They're an aggregate. Is that the right word? Aggregate? Aggregator. Aggregate's a type of rock. Oh, that's right. They're an aggregator. Thank you, sir. Thank you for helping me with my... English. Uh, they're an ag- yeah, they're an aggregator. So that means they pull from the MLS listings, but they're delayed. So that means what you're seeing as active uh, as a home right now uh, may already be pending uh, and under contract. And that actually happens nine times out of 10. Yeah, a lot of times we'll get emails from people saying, oh, I saw this home on Zillow. Uh, you know, can we go look at it? I want to make an offer. And then I, I checked the MLS and it's been under contract for three or four days. So Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin, they're great websites for getting an idea of the market, getting an overview of kind of what's out there. Uh, it's, it's quick and easy for you to search through. But in terms of accuracy for both what the home might be worth and its availability, they are a little bit lacking in that area. So you can use it as a good, you know, gauge to kind of let you know what the temperature is out here. But in terms of accuracy of information, it is a little bit lacking. And to piggyback on your word temperature here, temperature, um, the temperature here in the real estate market is just as fast and as hot as yours is right now in California. And so homes are being sold in a very fast and furious rate. That doesn't mean that you can't find a home. It kind of segues into bullet point number two, be prepared. So if you're planning to come here to Tennessee and purchase a home, uh, most likely you're going to be coming to visit here first if you haven't already and you already know the areas that you're interested in. Uh, One of the things that we recommend our clients to do is have a pre-qualification letter ready. Have it available when we work with our clients. That's one of the first things we have them do. It's not even really a recommendation. It's a uh, almost a requirement. Any uh, seller is going to require a pre-qualification letter be submitted with the offer. And if you don't have a pre-qualification letter to submit with the offer, the offer may just be rejected outright or may not be looked at at all. So if you're going to finance a pre-qualification letter from a lender, uh, if you're going to pay cash, then they're going to want proof of funds, uh, a copy of a bank statement showing that you actually have you know the cash on hand. Any lender should be able to get your pre-qualification letter within a couple of hours. And when you're talking to your lender, you know, talk to them about purchasing a Tennessee home uh, as a second home or vacation home or even a, a investment property and run all those different scenarios by your lender to see what you might qualify for. Which segues into the third bullet point, 
with our great expectations on real estate here. And that would be be open to a plan B. A lot of our clients, uh, well, I will say this, even before people become a client, I can tell who's done their homework and who hasn't by what you're requesting your parameters to be. What you tell me you're looking for and the price point you give us, that's a clear indication on whether or not you have great expectations or realistic expectations. And quite often, quite often, I receive parameters where they're saying, I would like to buy uh, a one acre plus or five acres plus near a pond or creek or river. I'd like to live on the lake uh, close to the Nashville airport or in Franklin for under $350,000. And that is pretty improbable. You have missed that boat by about 15 years. The prices have gone up out here. So so do your homework. That That's what I would say. What would you say, Paul? Well, just be prepared. There's nothing wrong with asking. Just be prepared that if you ask for that, the answer is probably going to be no. But there's nothing wrong with asking, saying, here's what we would love. Here's what our dream is. And then we can help you navigate, navigate that. So if you're saying, look, I want to be on the water, Okay, well, there's options for that. The closer you are to Nashville, the more expensive that's going to be. So if your budget is $400,000, yes, you can find a place in Tennessee to be on the water, but you're going to be pretty remote. So what's more important to you, being on the water or being close to downtown Nashville? So it's just about meeting expectations and, and managing your parameters so that you get what it is that you want. And that's not even Nashville. That's close to Knoxville, close to Chattanooga, close to Johnson City. I mean, anywhere you want to be within 30 minutes to an hour from a major city or airport, you're going to pay a lot more than you probably think. But then again, that's what your real estate agent is for. That's what we're here for, to help you um, with that kind of information. But be ready for a plan B later. So your plan B. Plan B should be you're going to rent instead of purchase. You're going to possibly purchase a smaller home in a development, maybe brand new. A lot of clients are buying brand new homes in developments and then taking the time, letting their house gain equity and taking the time to then spy out where they want to live on acreage so they don't feel as pressed for time when they come here. And one of the nice things to buying a new home is you're not into that bidding war or the scarcity of property. So buying a new home development, you know, the builder's got usually several lots that are coming up available and you can put several different homes on there and the build time, you know, if they haven't done anything, it, you know, it could be seven to eight months out. So when you go to, you know, the, the sales office there, you tell them what kind of model you want. They tell you what lots are available and you're not into a bidding war. You know what house you're going to get. And then you've got time while that house is being built to plan your, your move using the checklist from one of our other podcast episodes to plan your move out to Tennessee during that seven-month period when they're actually building the house. So it gives you some flexibility. And remember, if you want to work with Paul or I to find your Tennessee home, you need to email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com so we can help you make Tennessee home. So hopefully that helped you a little bit uh, understand about your expectations. Uh, don't be so, don't hold on to your hopes and dreams with a, with a white knuckles. Be prepared to hold on to your dr Tennessee dream loosely. Remember, all of our California friends, this isn't 
a short game. This is a long game. You're moving here because you want a better future, not just a better month or a better year. You're moving here for the long haul. And so this is a long game. And also, if your only goal is to get a better house, um, you can do that in California. If your goal is to get to a place where the environment, the community, the government, the finances match what you're looking for in lifestyle, then the house is really secondary. Yes, you want to get a nice house. Yes, it'd be nice to have the dream home. But, you know, consider what your priorities are, what's most important, and then plan accordingly. So season two of our podcast, (laughs) you laugh every time. Stop it. Don't laugh. Take this seriously. There's a lot of people that need to hear your information. They might have to wait till season eight. So we're starting something new this season. This season, and I think we did it in the last episode, but I'm going to say it's officially happening now. Is that all the way in season one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It seems like just yesterday. (laughs) So we have an Instagram account moving to underscore Tennessee because I couldn't get moving to Tennessee. I know you asked me, but I couldn't. We're not on Facebook. Um, so for those of you who are listening, if you want to help us out, you can share our podcast on all of those amazing Facebook groups that you belong to about people leaving California. We would really appreciate it. And we'd love to thank you personally uh, for a referral. So um, questions and answers. You are an attorney in California and Tennessee. You're also a real estate broker in California and Tennessee. So your mind is full of a lot of knowledge. Would you agree? Uh, Yeah, some of it useful. That's right. So I asked our followers on Instagram uh, what question and answers they're curious about. And so I'm going to be giving you these Q&As, okay? Sure. So these are from our uh, followers and listeners. I checked my MySpace page and there was nothing on there. Yeah. So here's one that we're getting now. Because real estate prices are climbing and because Californians are not seeing some big difference in prices or in job salaries they're going why am i going to move they're saying and they're saying why move now it seems like a a comparable move why would i even move to to tennessee at this point well it depends on what you're comparing it to if you're comparing homes to homes then yeah tennessee is is maybe not going to beat it out but what's your comparison if you're looking at quality of life so if you're saying to yourself listen, I don't want to have to work as hard and as long just to keep my nose above water. And I don't want to continue to be taxed and regulated extensively. And I don't want to have to struggle and deal with the politics and the finances of California. Well, if you're comparing that lifestyle of California to that lifestyle in Tennessee, then Tennessee wins out. So it comes down to what are you comparing it to? If you're going to compare just salaries, if you're going to say, look, as a police officer in California, I make X number of dollars a year. And as a police officer in Tennessee, I will make less. If that's your sole point of comparison and the sole thing that you're worried about, Tennessee's never going to win. But if your overall concern is quality of life, then you're going to have to look at all those factors, including salary, including housing costs, including lifestyle. Kids college. Climate, right. And so it depends what you're comparing it to. Um, If you want a killer house, like a 10,000 square foot house for $500,000 in California, you can get it. It's just you're going to be living out near the Salton Sea. That's all. I knew you were going to use that. (laughs) I was waiting for that. 
Do any of our listeners know where the Salton Sea is in California? Yes, they're all looking right now for a 10,000 square foot house for 500,000 out there. <laughs> um, so, uh, so to answer that question, you'd say quality of life. I, to answer that question, I would say, what are you comparing it to? What are you looking for? Because if it's just a number, right. you're just stay in California. I yeah. mean, don't come out here. If your main concern is what the top line number on your paycheck is, Tennessee will likely never beat uh, California. If you're just looking at your gross paycheck and saying, well, I make $100,000 in California doing X, you're probably not going to make $100,000 in Tennessee doing the exact same job. There are other job opportunities out here. There are other factors that go into that quality of life. For example, the bottom line number, the number you actually get to keep, Tennessee can beat California on that bottom line number. Some of that quality of life includes things like actually running your air conditioner when it's hot. It actually includes our junior college for students that's prepaid by the taxpayer. There's little things that uh, I don't think they can even include sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think people just look at the bottom line with a salary, and that can be discouraging. And again, some, some of the stuff we've talked about on other podcasts about travel. So yes, while you might be making less money on that top line paycheck number, if you want to take your family to New York, for example, that's going to be far cheaper from Tennessee to New York than it is from California to New York. And so you're going to be able to do more of those things that lead to that quality of life. So second question, do people in Tennessee just walk around in houses being built um, like they do in Texas? Well, I'm not sure exactly what they do in Texas, but in Tennessee, we might call that burglary. But uh, yeah, as a general rule, if your house is under construction, yes, people go into the homes and walk around and take a look. You kind of almost have to sometimes if your house is being built because you want to make sure the builders do what they're uh, supposed to do. Nobody's perfect, including builders. They build a lot of homes, and every once in a while they make a mistake, uh, and they maybe don't frame in a closet like they're supposed to. So, uh, yeah, it happens here. Now, we get a lot of families coming together, which is so cool. We actually helped some clients recently. It was a mom and a daughter. And the mom and daughter came out, um, the daughter representing her husband and family and the mom. And it was just the sweetest thing getting to find homes for them. And as one would walk away, the other one would tell us, you've really got to find the spot for my mom. That, she's the most important one this weekend. And then, and then mom would come back and the grown daughter would go, you know, to step aside. And then the mom would say, we just have a find her home. I mean, it was, it was the sweetest thing. So lots of families are coming out together. And because of this, we're seeing a lot of retirees. And so this question falls in line with somebody who I think is in that camp. And the question is, do I need to live in Tennessee for a certain amount of time before I'm not taxed on my income or pension? Well, the first caveat is that's a tax question. Talk to a CPA. I can give you a general rule, but your specific situation is your specific situation. But in general, you're going to pay. You sound like an attorney when you said that just now. So bad. You said earlier in the podcast, that's what I am. I know. I know. But that sounded so attorney-ish. Yes. That's called good advice. Okay. All right. But yeah, as a general rule, if you've lived in a state less than 50% of the time, that is going to be uh, your state of residence where you will pay your taxes. Uh, Income earned in a state is due to that particular state. So if you earn income in California, you pay tax to California. If you earn income in Tennessee, you pay tax to Tennessee. Your state of residence will be determined by a number of factors. So again, just make sure you check with your CPA on that. 
And we do have two retirement communities out here, Del Webb. Californians are very familiar with that company. It's a California company. And we have a Del Webb in Wilson County in Mount Juliet. Remember, you pay attention to the counties. Mount Juliet is in Wilson County. And we also have a newer Del Webb in, is it Spring Hill? Mm-hmm. And it's called Southern Springs, I believe, is that one. That's the Del Webb, and they're still they're still the last phase is building there. The one in Mount Juliet is is already built and for quite a few years. I want to say it's like a fifteen acre lake or something like that. That's in that one. It's supposed to be really beautiful. But we love helping people come out here and and find a Del Webb. I'll tell you why because I love looking at the homes because California. Here's one. Here's one place that California is awesome. The model homes, there's five of them in Del Webb. And most builders out here, for those of you Californians that are coming out to look at new builds, you only get like one model out here to look at. That's how they do things out here. And I don't love that. On the retirement community thing, though, don't think that you're just locked into a Del Webb because Del Webb does tend to be the pricier of retirement communities. We do have other communities out here that are 55 plus that are less expensive, but of course you're going to have less amenities. So if 55 plus community is important to you, we do have options other than Del Webb. Okay, so next question. Any advice on sec- on securing jobs before we get there? Um, yes, do that. <laughs> well, I am going to say something about people wanting to buy houses out here. One of the things that's very important, make sure you talk to a mortgage lender. Uh, we have a phenomenal one. We love ours. He's fantastic. It's your mortgage lender that's going to tell you how you're going to be able to move to Tennessee because we've had... We've had clients that already sold their house and then they reach out to us. Well, now they have to, and they've already given notice at their job. Well, now they have to show six months to a year of a steady income before they purchase, which means now they're going to be renting. So just make sure that before you quit your job, you talk to a mortgage lender. But we also had another client that had a job waiting for them when they got out here. They just needed to work there for, I think, two pay periods so they could show two paychecks. And they were able to qualify for the loan out here. So every situation is going to be different. You just want to make sure that you talk to the mortgage lender about what the best plan for you is. And remember, how can I? So next question. Everyone knows that Franklin and Williamson County is a very amazing area, very pricey in Middle Tennessee. What about other areas of Middle Tennessee? Oh, there's plenty of them. You've got Columbia... (laughs) You have um, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, Mount Juliet, you've got Hendersonville, Gallatin. If you want to go a little further out, uh, Christiana, which is a little bit southwest of Murfreesboro, uh, you can go down to Lawrenceburg, Wait a second. Shelbyville. Hold on, though. Christiana is way country. That's if you well, want to. I said a little further out. <clears throat> yeah, I just want to let them know it's not close. It's thirty minutes from Murfreesboro. So if you're okay being thirty minutes from a grocery store, that's where you're going to be in Christiana and Lewisburg. You'll be by grocery stores, but it's not real close to Summertown. Another great. I mean, if you want country living but don't want to be real close to everything, um, yeah, that, that's where your Plan B comes into play. Just be willing to work with where you want to go. <laughs> Although we had clients who. One of those more rural towns was plan A for them. That's where they wanted to be. So that's fine. Did I miss anything? 
No, I don't think you missed anything, I think. But there are a lot of areas, uh, you guys. Just do your homework. And again, if you email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com, we send you a questionnaire. And when you ret- when you email the questionnaire back to us, uh, then we can start and then a f- then we can start a phone call and actually start maybe narrowing down where you're looking at. And just before we get to the last question, if you're looking in Knoxville, Chattanooga, Clarksville, we have agents that we trust that we will refer you to. Just reach out to us and we will introduce you uh, to people um, that we think are great real estate agents. It's important that you have that network ability. I will say the one area that you're not going to get out here that you could get in California, you're not going to have a house on the beach overlooking the Pacific Ocean next door to some multimillionaire liberal Hollywood actor or actress who leans over their fence from their invisible edge pool and says to you, we're all in this together. You're not going to get that in Tennessee. So the last question is renting versus buying. What are your thoughts? Again, it comes down to what you're able to do and what you want to do. Um, Some people want to rent for a little while and really get a feel for the area before they buy a house. The downside to that is if this market continues the way it is, you're going to end up buying uh, that house for more money than what you would now. Buying now locks in your equity. So if you buy now and it goes up in value, you have that equity. And you can then decide a year or two from now, hey, look, we bought this house and yeah, we like this area, but we really love this other area. So you can turn around and sell the house you bought, take that equity, and purchase the house in the area that you prefer. So it's not wrong, just different. And that's why we tell clients, give it two years. This is a long game and you know, don't be afraid of renting either. I know, uh, you know a lot of people, they feel more comfortable doing that just to make sure they're gonna love it here. If you're not sure you're going to love it here, well, yeah, renting is an option for you. And one of the people things that people have a concern about is why I don't want to get locked into a long-term lease. Well, there are hotels that do long-term residencies. They're usually cheaper than if you do it per night. So the longer you stay there, the cheaper it's going to be. Now, it's still going to be more expensive than renting a home on a per-month basis. But if you're thinking, hey, let's try Tennessee out for 60 days, then maybe staying in a residence inn might be something that works for you to try it out and check out the areas. Here's another question. Should I bring my pets cross country? Now, we know that people love their animals like kids sometimes, right? We've had some pets like that. Some people love their pets more than their kids. And rightly so. But, of course we don't. But, (laughs) um, what would you say to somebody who, because we've had we've had this happen, where they're like, we can't, we're bringing three dogs, two cats. I've seen people bring rabbits. What are your thoughts? You will have a much more difficult time renting if you bring pets. A lot of landlords have a no pet policy, and because they have really a number of people competing for that house, they don't have to take pets. So you're going to find a couple of things. One, it's going to be more difficult to rent a place. And if you do, it's going to be more expensive. They're going to require typically a non-refundable deposit of anywhere from $500 to $1,500. So it's going to be more expensive to rent. So if you can have somebody pet sit your pets, then that's going to be a better option for you. $1,500. You've heard heard of $1,500. Yes. Really? Yes. That's terrible. 
Yeah, that's expensive. Well, we had, well, Angel, our beagle, was very old and was not going to make the trip. So thankfully, we had some dear friends who loved our dog. And so she got an, she got to stay a California girl. And so when we moved here, we had a much easier time finding a rental home. So last fun thing that I think we should start doing in each episode. One of the questions was, can you tell us some fun facts about Tennessee? So I thought I would end each episode with a fun Tennessee fact. Okay? All right. Giddy up. Fun fact. During Teddy Roosevelt's 1907 visit to Tennessee, he was served Maxwell House coffee and coined the phrase, good till the last drop. Very interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure nobody under 30 knows anything that I'm talking about. This is clearly for people our age. Well, if I could go back and, and do that, I would have named this stuff Bear after him. But, yeah, that's a good idea, too. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Great Expectations. Uh, we're thrilled you guys are here. We're grateful that you're listening. Make sure to share and subscribe and review us on iTunes. That would really help us out a lot. Are you impressed? Is that impressive? It's a little thing you do so you know when to go to fix something. I can just say fix this. Stop it. Don't make me keep saying that. Just laugh. Just get it over with. Are you going to laugh? No. Do you have a problem with the personal stuff? No. Yeah, you do because you're making faces every time. No, we're good. Tell me something personal about you. Why can you say liberal, but I can't say vaccine? Who makes these rules? All right, dear, barbecue's ready.